This is the Sell My Business in 10 Weeks.com podcast with Trevor Monaghan and Clive Jones. In this series, we will make fun of each other and share some of our self proclaimed wisdom about understanding what your business is worth now, how to make it worth more, and how to get it ready for sale. Welcome back to the Sell My Business in 10 Weeks.com podcast. I'm Trevor Monaghan. And I'm Clive Jones. Uh, welcome back, everyone. This is our fourth podcast in a series of 10 million. Uh, it gets higher and higher every time. Um, this podcast is not actually about selling a business in 10 weeks, funnily enough, even though it's called Sell My Business in 10 Weeks.com. Um, Clive, why did we pick 10 weeks? 10 weeks gives you a bit of a structure to follow, Trevor, and uh, there's effectively there's about 10 areas that you need to consider. So we, we talk, talk across the 10 different areas in our program. Um, to help you chunk it down into more manageable slices. Yeah, so we're not we're not um, business brokers. We're not here to sell your business. Uh, we don't want to sell your business. We don't want to list your business. So when we say sell my business at 10weeks.com, it's all about you and it's all about us taking you through what we've uncovered throughout our careers. And I'm a chartered accountant and Clive is a, a qualified business coach. And we do a lot of work with people buying and selling businesses and for this, well, this podcast is really going down the track of people that know that they're going to be selling their business or at least want to get their business ready for sale and haven't gone about to go and educate themselves yet. Um, they're a bit uh, worried about what's involved and hopefully not, but they're potentially going to go and just hand the keys into a business broker and say, go and list it for me. Uh, which, Clive, is that a great thing to when, do? When the, when the time comes, yeah, that's, that's possibly a great idea if you're ready, but... Um Nine times out of ten, it's usually that time that people start thinking, "Oh, crikey, I haven't uh, got a lot of the business ready for somebody else to take on board." They're not going to know how to do half of what I do because it's all in my head. Yes, yeah. So, business brokers are good where you've got a great business, uh, you know what it's worth, and the business broker can potentially put you in 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 contact with uh, qualified buyers. Business brokers are not there to tell you what your business is worth. Uh, we've spent the last three podcasts going through um, how to work out what your business might be worth, and we'll continue to do that over the next uh, number of podcasts. We'll always keep coming back to valuation because it's so important that you don't just go and sell it under some crazy rule of thumb. Uh, when I say crazy, it's more probably lazy than, than crazy, but um, anyone that comes at you with any kind of methodology that revolves around a rule of thumb or an industry benchmark or this is what another type of your business sold for recently. As soon as you start hearing that stuff, Clive, what do you do? You just, what, you run? Yeah, yeah, I definitely walk at least, but um, yeah, I don't I don't run if I don't need to. Oh yeah, okay, lazy business coach. Um, you, you might tell here that we don't really like each other. I'm, I'm a chartered accountant, I'm far and above, above more intelligent than any business coach could ever be. And, and, and Trevor spends most of his time looking over his shoulder and I'm looking forward, so. Um, uh, well, I'll just quickly mention too, it's worth subscribing to this podcast. For subscribers, you get um, advance notice when we're about to release a new podcast, which means you'll be able to, to get ready to download that, um, potentially um, have a look at the transcription if there's one offer for that podcast. You can also get my free business valuation report, which is a, a seven or an eight page report that goes through the methodologies I specifically use. Uh, so you get a sneak peek there of what, what someone like me uses when, we, when I charge someone for evaluation. And yes, uh, also mine, mine, uh, uh, my, my giveaway here is a, uh, a nine clues for systemizing your business, which is uh, again, gonna 
give you a whole lot more information than Trevor's uh, free report that's uh, um, just what he's done in the past. So uh, the systems, yeah, people, we, we, we've been talking about systems a lot and people just don't know where to start. How do we actually start to create systems? So and, uh, let's this, this uh, free book we actually uh, goes into a, into that into a lot more but detail. Today's podcast, Clive, we've been asked by a lot of people, a lot of, I always ask the questions, what is what is what is a system? What is a system? And and we all know what a system is in a generic term. You know, it's it's a process, it's a checklist, is it software? You know, it's a combination of all those things. But I think I always like to start whenever I'm framing stuff because framing, you know, context is everything, and in, in, especially in a learning conversation like this one. And this is just a conversation. You know, we don't. Uh, we're not. We're the first to say that we're not. You know, we don't know everything. And anyone that says mm-hmm. they do is bloody kidding themselves. This is more of a conversation between two people that do this every day and just uh, sharing ideas between ourselves. And yep. you get to listen in. It's a fly on the wall. But I love to start these conversations with what isn't something. So, Clive, what isn't systems in the context of selling your business? Great question, Trevor. Um, many many people might tell you a system is a checklist or a piece of software or some plugin that you can go to Harvey Norman or somewhere else to uh, put into your business, but it's not that. It's um, what it isn't a system is is any one of these little uh, bits, checklists, and all the sort of things you might put into a place. Um, a system is the all encompassing the way the business is operated. You can't go to any one individual business and say the system from this business is going to identically. Uh, slot into another similar style business. Uh, so, so if you're a restaurant uh, and you might be promoted to by someone that has the perfect restaurant manual system, so they're going to come and, and, and give you something to roll out in your business, is that is that going to work? In, in uh, To a certain level, part of it would work, but there's always going to be some differences in every single business. So, you know, you, you can't take it that that is the system for this new business. You have to tailor each system. And what is a system? Uh, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a range of different things. It's, it's, it's all about how the business operates in all areas and, and it can take a, a number of different forms. Yeah, so... As an accountant, I guess the way I like to define everything is to take it back to numbers. So I guess it's like a system for me is taking an idea um, and turn it into money and everything in between. So it's, that's mm-hmm. your business model. Your business model is taking this great idea and, and that someone might mm-hmm. want that, you know, want to spend money for that idea, whether that's a yeah. customer or a purchaser of your business. or And then the system for me is the process from that idea coming, you know, turning into money in the bank. And it's the way we do things here. It's the way this business works. Okay, so within a system then, there's going to be checklists, there's going to be procedures, mm-hmm. hopefully going to be a manual. They're all the it, kind of things that... It could that be videos. Could be videos, okay. So so there could be... Um, it could be handy that if, if I'm going to buy a business, I might want to see the the output of those systems. I might want to mm-hmm. see the manuals and, you might. and that kind of yep. stuff. So is it something typically you do in... in you know, in your coaching role there, Clive, is to, uh, I know you're a big fan of systems, but is it something that you would um, typically say, here is your uh, receiving a phone call system, or here is your, you know? No, I wouldn't actually, I don't actually give clients a system, full stop. I actually help those clients work out their system, because whilst we can start off with some templates, some, uh, some guidelines as to how it might look, 
we actually have to work out how it's going to work for that particular business. I'm glad you said that because I was hoping you weren't going to say we're selling templates, which I know uh, <laughs> I have seen other other coaches, um, um, not you, but other coaches doing that kind of stuff. And, and I've been the accountant for some of these people that have had that, that kind of service and um no, yeah, they get some really good templates, but uh, in terms of their profits, they don't. The profits don't change it much. It doesn't change a lot. That's right. <laughs> so you yeah. know, all I want to see is you know, not that I'm I'm greedy. I just you know my, my career is numbers. Show me the money. Mm. Show me the numbers. Um, mm-hmm. So what are some of the th- the typical things? So if you listeners here, so that's all well and good. Yeah, good good. You know, we understand the psychology. Good big picture mm. stuff, Trevor. But at the end of the day, what let's get to the meat. what might be missing in terms of the the output of my systems? What am I going to need to see? Or is my buyer going to need to see before they can tick off that I've got systems to start with? So what are some of these well, mandatory one of, systems? One of, one of the things that I do with every client before I start trying to coach them is I'll go through what I call a 360-degree review of their entire business in, with regard to how well are they systemized for it to happen on a regular basis consistently throughout the business. You know, we, we sort of uh, hear many times the stories of... Uh, McDonald's being banded around as the business that's uh, able to get um, yeah, your, your, your spotty-faced teenager to do things that you can't actually get them to do at home. Well, that's, that's all about the systems that they've built into their, uh, their restaurants. Now, we're not suggesting necessarily that uh, that's the way you should run a business because there's, there's yeah, some standards that I know they're not necessarily keeping up as well, but um, as far as the areas that I that I would look through in the three sixty degree review, and and that takes quite some time when you when you start looking into every aspect of a business, you know, there's 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 first up there's there's planning. What sort of planning goes on in the business? You know, for both uh, short term and long term. So you're talking about a system of planning? Yeah. So okay. Right. How do they regularly plan? What, what sort of structure do they have around the planning? What does it look like? Um, what thought processes do they go through? What sort of challenges? Um, you know, how do they challenge each other and, and stretch themselves in their planning? Um, okay, do so they know where they're going? If I'm a potential buyer, I want to see that the previous management has put some effort into making sure that they are uh, regularly planning. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm going to pick up this business that hasn't just got all these potential problems that it's going to pop up of service because mm-hmm. management has been dealing with things because they've had a planning process. Yeah, so it's not about, not about the plan, mm. it's about, it's about me, me having that comfort that there has been a process mm-hmm. of planning. And it's a reliable uh, process. Okay, so going yeah. back to what a business plan, or what, a, what, a, what a system isn't, it's not a, a business plan that you the business get plan from is the, the West Pack Free uh, Portal. Okay, right. Yeah, um, and a a meeting. So you were talking about this planning meetings. Um, an agenda mm-hmm. for a board meeting. Agendas is, is, and objectives to to any of the meetings okay. that the, the board. So that'd be have. part of it, but in their own right, that's not a system. It's no, the process of using of them. It's the process that's the mm-hmm. system. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, and that's 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 planning. Um, then we might look at uh, their. Uh, their time management, the the whole productivity within the business. How do they actually manage? What sort of systems do they have in place to make sure they're as effective as they can be? Okay. Okay. Um, the the recording of all of the relevant pieces of information in the business, and I'm not just talking 
financial, I'm talking about you know, the databases, the client um, contact details, the supplier details, um, everything else that goes into tracking what goes on in the business. So again, that that's really important, I guess, if I'm a buyer, potential buyer, because I'm looking, that's, you know, the word that pops out for me there is transparency. Mm-hmm. You might be making to me as a seller a lot of claims about certain yep. things. And if I can, if you can say, make a big claim and then say, I'll, I'll show you the stats. And here's some figures around And it. you might say that, you know, 20% of revenue comes from this many customers mm-hmm. and saying that's a good thing. Um, and then you could show me the records of That's those customers. It. Exactly. Transaction yeah. by transaction, blow by blow. But you know, what we're talking about here is systemizing how we pull that information together, okay. who does what, when. Okay, uh, so your system would then we... be your your quality control program to make sure that that stuff is consistently and, measured and, the right way. And, and as there is quality control around the recording systems, okay. there's also the quality assurance process in, in the service or the product that we deliver. Okay. The business delivers. So again, that a stuff. Measurement of that. That stuff might be recorded in software or in a spreadsheet, but mm-hmm. that software spreadsheet is not the system. That's correct. It's the process of using yeah. that again to turn an idea into money. That's right. Okay, great. Yeah. So the systems are not a piece of paper that it's written on, or the computer software that it's written on. Okay. Um, then, then. Uh, one of the other most important areas that we need to focus on, and you like this one, Trevor, because it's all about the numbers, the financial operations, the cash flow, all the, uh, you know, what, what accounting methods are used, how often is uh, everything reconciled, reviewed, um, how do you go about, you know, keeping track of supplies, um, you know, your banking, you know, what sort of, oh, it, hugely important one is your credit control yep um yeah do you have agreements in place with your clients do you have um, terms and conditions all those sort of things they're all part of the system yeah and it's it's good again from a potential buyer or even more relevant from for an accountant of a potential buyer i'm looking at you know it's no good just showing me your profit i want to see the profit comes into the bank account Mm -hmm. so i'm looking at your your accounts receivable or your trade debtors same thing looking at how quickly they are coming in That's and great. I'm looking at days calculation so mm-hmm. in your system there you'll have a report which will have you know days receivable which will tell me uh, on average how many days it takes for you to collect your your accounts yep yep uh, we'll have other different key performance indicators in there they're, they're, and, and part of the system is to identify um, I love it. I love it. The key performance. So part of your. So some people would think that the KPIs are your system, or sorry, the bit of paper the KPIs is written on any system. Mm. But you're saying go back a step. Your system helps you to determine what your KPIs actually are. To be before you even measure a KPI, a key performance indicator, your system will help you determine what a key just performance. Setting yourself targets. And that's I guess that's the thing as well. With um, just an, an aside, just to go off on a tangent, uh, people have too many KPIs. It's, you've got to think, why is it called key performance indicator? It's not called every performance indicator. <laughs> <laughs> um, so hopefully your system is going to help us to, uh, you know, or your process of putting a system in place is going to help us identify just, I don't know what, Which five, ones are the crucial ones? Five to ten or something like mm. that? Yeah, and, and there'll be different ones in different areas too of the business. Financial ones, non-financial, yeah. things about your customers. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so that, again, I'm, I'm trying to link this all back to uh, relevance here. So if I'm a potential buyer... And I'm seeing that you guys, as, as the current owner, are tracking things that mean something. So you've got a process to work out your KPIs, 
and you can potentially show me how your KPIs have tracked budget versus actual mm-hmm. month for month maybe for the last three years. Yep. Whether whether going up, down, and, sideways. And if I thought, you know, for example, um, customer complaints, customer complaints was the biggest KPI in my business, and I'm looking mm-hmm. at swelling you up, and I thought that was the biggest thing in my business. If I then also saw that you tracked that number and you could show me your budget versus actual numbers for, for customer complaints for the last three years, mm-hmm. you're gold in my eyes because right. I've just got a certain endearment to you uh, and your business because I feel like um, I feel like you already understand my business mm-hmm. and, it's not, and it's not about my business because we're coming back again to that emotional attachment. I, I yep. feel like... I'm buying a business business that I belong with because you're tracking and, that, that and key there's, thing. And there's a certain amount of synergy involved uh, because yeah. the business is ready to move into your... And it's, it's funny, and I've been involved in transactions like that where it has been one or two little things like that that have made all the difference. And in reality, in isolation, tracking one or two little KPIs shouldn't make really any difference, but it's that psychological difference. You know, sometimes... The way our brains work, we sort of we if we have a fifty-fifty on something, we need something to get over the fifty-fifty, and it sometimes right. it's that little one percenter. Exactly. So what it, other it what all, other systems? It all adds up. So we've talked about you know measuring the, stuff. The we've talked basics, about planning, um, planning, goal setting, time management, financial, cash flow. We didn't mention too much in in the whole budgeting there, but uh, you can sort of maybe that's if, one for a future have, podcast. Have have um, budgets in place as well help. Yep. Uh, in alignment with that, it is is all of your um, technology, your equipment that okay. you have on board. You know what what specialist equipment do you have? Yeah, your basic um, office equipment, and how's that all tracked and managed and used and um, updated and upgraded, um, backed up, all those sort of things. What systems do you have in place in your business right now? If you think, okay, I'm I'm secure, but just just think. So this what is coming some, back to... What back if something went wrong with the, the computers yeah. overnight? So it's back yeah. to risk again. So there's a yeah. risk. The biggest risk to me as a potential buyer is that I buy your business and tomorrow it falls over because there was a crashing it, computer system or... It's all gone. All and, the data's and everything's gone. gone. Or, you know, something that we were relying on yeah. uh, ceases to exist. So yeah. um, very important, I guess, to show your backup procedures and to show your redundancy plans and... Mm-hmm. Um, and general security around that kind of stuff. And also, yep. I guess, um, uh, planning for obsolescence of technology. That's correct. Would be yep. important, so upgrading and mm-hmm. that type of thing. Because again, when we when we look at the numbers for a business valuation, we're making assumptions about the future. We're only using the past as an indicator of the future. The past is, is largely irrelevant. Irrelevant. In my, if I'm a buyer, in my, in my um, decision-making, I'm looking at the future. So I guess with any of these systems, so coming back, it's not just technology, but all these systems have to be dealing with the future, don't they? Definitely. Okay, yeah. so not just recording the past. Mm. I mean, these systems are how, how how we run this business going forward. Yeah. All right. This is this is the processes that that we follow. And yeah. I, I guess the in, in going through systems like this, um, you probably find this commonly is that you change as you're documenting an existing system. You find improvements. There's improvements. That's right. Just try. Just so. Just just in the process of of uh, me asking a lot of questions so why do you do it that way yeah or yeah even even simpler how do you do it and you actually start to think crikey how do i do it yeah yeah and there's a lot of uh light bulb moments those uh aha moments that uh pieces of gold just because me asking a silly question like so how do you do it um hearts a, 
a little gap in the process that um, might not have been considered before. So you're really looking for things that a potential buyer is not going to look look at the the absence of and go, wow, how do they manage the business without that being in place? You're looking for the the big. Um, you don't want to ring off, have any alarm bells ringing off. You want the buyer to look at everything and make sure everything looks in order. Yeah, this looks like a great business. So obviously without having a backup procedure or plan, mm-hmm. um, that's a lot of risk from a potential buyer. If you don't have that, what else don't you have? And that's, I that's guess right. there's probably these big rocks that, um, yep. that stick out. The that key if you, ones. And if, if you don't have those things in place, then mm-hmm. the buyer's mind can run wild mm-hmm. and think, well, what else? If they've missed something big like that, what else? What you know, else is going on? What else is going wrong? Yeah. And then, and then you know, you tie that in with uh, all the, the 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 HR dynamics, your team. Um, what is the culture? Yeah, and how do, how does the team work together? Um, yeah, what are, what are all of their roles and responsibilities, or does everybody do everything? How clear is is the whole team around all that? So again, that is part of the system. Everybody's you know position contracts, if you like. It's just another piece of paper, another document in the whole package. Um, but that's, yeah. so, that's so relevant because in the last episode we talked about arbitrage. And arbitrage is about someone coming along and basically being able to make more money on your operation than you can by taking expenses out. Now, if mm-hmm. some of those assumptions are based around not needing people, it's going to be pretty pretty yeah. clear that they need to understand exactly what everyone does. Because mm. if they're coming along saying that we can do that from head office, they need to know how it's being done now, don't they? That's right. Um, so I guess if that's going to be part of your pitch is that you don't need to necessarily spend all this money and labour that I am, you need mm. to actually really define what that labour is achieving. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's, I'd never really thought of that way in, in terms of systems, but that's I can see now that if, if, I'm, if I'm creating a business that I'm going to try to pitch to someone else with an arbitrage value because they're a strategic buyer, it's the first thing you've got to bring to their attention is showing them through systems and through actual evidence how those those benefits in arbitration or in arbitration in arbitrage are going mm-hmm. to come to fruition. Yep. So that if you're doing an information memorandum document with say ten sections, uh, which we do for our clients, is that that's going to be up there pretty high, at least in the executive summary as well. Yep, that's correct. And then yeah, the the staff, the the, the training program that uh, everybody's working on. Yeah, how how do we keep our team fresh? Yeah, so if you're going to take over these people, yeah, what well, what training programs have we got in place? How do we induct them into this business? Um, it's, a, it's a funny thing, because we, in our industry, in the accounting industry, we always look for, um, funnily enough, when we're getting trainees, we're looking for ones that have worked at McDonald's. <laughs> we definitely have yep. a bent towards, if you've got two employees, potential trainees, and and they're, they're identical in every way, their studies are the same, and they've got the same you know, personality traits, yet one's worked at McDonald's and one hasn't. Mm-hmm. We're gonna take the McDonald's one every day of the week, mm-hmm. because we know they've been involved in, in systems. It's just so comforting knowing that an employee has come, and not just come from, but flourished in yep. an environment with some level of planning and control. That's right. Because as an yep. employer, as someone that's going to manage that person, you know that if, you know they can take uh, feedback, well, you know that they can change as the system changes. I, th- I, think, I think the overall overriding thing that sort of comes from having a business full of good systems is discipline, because people will use the systems to... to um... But I hear this big cop-out because I, I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs in startups and in growth phases and they and they've a lot of them, I'd say all, but a lot of them have got this attitude that I don't like systems because they hold me back. Mm-hmm. 
I'm, you know, they might be... creativity. Yeah, exactly, creativity. They might be a bit of an artist. Uh, They might be... (laughs) Think they've got the next hot thing and systems are only going to limit their ability to to be strategic or or to be flexible. Um, But I heard... um, I read a book, I think um, it might have been a Brian Tracy thing, I'm not sure, don't quote me on it, but he was talking about, you know, uh, there's business owners that liked to go and play golf whenever they want, so they wouldn't have a structured schedule. Um, so they could just drop what they're doing and play golf, but they were so busy chasing often, their tail. How often did they get to play golf? They never play golf. <laughs> As opposed to this other business owner who structures in Friday afternoons every Friday, he played golf. Every other minute of the week was also structured. But at the end of the day, he played much more golf That's right. than the other guy running by, you know, by the seat of his pants. So the whole idea, the, I guess, is the systems gives you that The systems the gives you a chassis to work on. Um, you have the, the, the rules, the way we play the game here. Yeah, you've got the model built. This is the way it works effectively. Yeah, follow the rules, get your work done. But what we're not doing is trying to stifle creativity. So if you've built in into your systems a culture of, this is, you know, the team knows what the short-term and the long-term goals are, the vision of the business, and they can embrace that. They're allowed to test the limits of the systems to improve things if they can prove, you know, the reason for so trying it that way to actually improve the would, business. Would you then have um, allowance in your system? If you're doing a system on, on time management and scheduling, you'd have an allowance for creativity time. Certainly. Ah, okay. So a lot of people wouldn't think that way. They'd think mm. about you're if you're an in. if you're an accounting firm. Typically, I don't I don't charge this way, but most accounting firms charge every every six minutes in increments. Um, so if they're planning out their week, what do you think is going to be you know allocated every six minutes? Chargeable mm. work. That's right. Um, so what you're saying is that if it were even for something like an accounting firm, which is which is fairly um, uh, boring and well structured, that there mm-hmm. should be actually not just hoping that creativity happens by the by, but actually structuring in. Make sure they do do it. Make sure, <laughs> which sounds counterintuitive, but if you want to make, you know, if you want to have, if you want anything to actually happen, you have to plan for it to happen. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And let's, let's face it, you know, you as the business owner doesn't, don't necessarily have all the great ideas. You've got a, a team of people you're paying to help drive your business. Yeah, get them all working on it. Okay, so from a potential buyer's point of view, I'm, one of my big risks in my mind, is that if the once I buy the business, and there may be a transition period where the previous owner comes across, but even after that, if that period's finished, if there has been one, I'm worried that the culture's going to go south, or mm-hmm. the creativity or the relationships are going to uh, cease to exist. But I guess what you're saying, if you can show me a system and evidence of that system working, where the whole business has created a culture around all the different people of creativity and relationships, then as long as I'm getting a fair chunk of those people post-sale, the creativity is going to live on beyond the owner. It's going to live on beyond the owner, correct. And also, there may be some fantastic things that you've developed in your business that your buyer is thinking, holy cow, if I can get this built into my business as well, uh-huh. think of the power I'm going to have there. So not only are they buying your profits, buying your arbitrage as well, they're going to potentially buy your intellectual property of your systems mm. if they think your systems have been... actually you know, better than theirs. Well, what another way of looking at it? So we've got to wrap it up in a minute, but what are some of the other big things that... Oh, well, just just very quickly, probably, uh, you know, the, the things that everybody thinks a business coach tends to focus on, sales and marketing. There's, it goes without saying, you need to have good, solid systems built around those. Um, and client retention, customer service, all that sort of thing. So, yeah, um, that, that is 
you know, there's there's three or four podcasts just on those uh, subjects, so we won't develop that any further today. Okay, so we can probably talk about those later, but I think the thing that I'm getting out of this episode is the systems, it's a bit like the numbers. So I mentioned this in a, in a previous episode where I, I said that even if you're not lit up by the numbers, you still have to know them. Um, it's a cop-out for any business owner to say, I don't need to know about the numbers. I've got an accountant for that or I've got a bookkeeper for that or someone else looks after that. It's a massive cop-out. No one has ever made money with that attitude. And I mm. think systems is probably the same, same thing. thing. For me, I'm not. I'm more of a creative person. Um, I like looking at big picture stuff and I like um, looking for opportunities. And for me to come into a conversation about systems, I'm really dreading it. But I guess people like me, we have to start to really believe that systems are the things that free you up to to look at those other opportunities in a in a you know, I guess there's a lot of stuff that happens in my own business where at times there's a lot happening at once. And some of that is probably because there isn't a system to do with that in advance. And I know when I'm talking to uh, clients, systems don't excite them. Yes. It's the result of having the system in place that excites them. And it's hard. I guess it's hard to see that result when between now and that result there's a level of, there's an amount of time that needs to be spent on creating That's systems. Yeah. yeah. And you can't, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, but you can't just employ someone like you to come and create your system. You just just press a button, and yeah, there's a system. <laughs> wow, it's not going to work. You've got no. to be involved. It's just like budgeting. When I when I say to a, you know a client comes to me and says, "Can I have a budget for the bank?" Oh no, you could be involved in a budget with the bank That's it. for the bank, mm-hmm. but you can't have a budget because I'm yeah. not going to sit here and create a budget. You'll get nothing out of it. That's correct. It's all about the process, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's about the thinking that goes behind and and what you learn from going through the process. Well, that that's been yeah. really helpful. I think what we'll do. Um, you have got that free report for subscribers yep. and Nine Clues. Nine Clues, and I've also written a book uh, called Systemology, which okay. goes into a hell of a lot more detail if anybody wants to. Okay, but you're not allowed to plug that, so we'll just I'm not, pretend you didn't hear I'm, that. I'm not plugging it. Uh, certainly not plugging that at all. I don't recommend buying that. Um, <laughs> uh, so again, from the, if you're a subscriber, you also get my free business valuation report to have a look at what a business valuation, what a, you know, what a, a paid one looks like. Uh, be alerted to the new podcast when they're coming out. And from time to time, we'll have some special offers. We will be announcing on the next few podcasts a great little product, which is very inexpensive to really supercharge getting your business ready for uh, for sale. Um, and it's not about listing your business. Let me let me tell you that right now. It's about getting it ready so that you can then use someone, not necessarily us, but whoever you want to use to get it ready for the, the highest value sale or potentially even hold on to it if you make it turn into a, a more profitable business. And I encourage you to, if you haven't listened to the previous podcast, to go back through the list. You can look on iTunes or you can look on sellmybusinessin10weeks.com. If you like what we're on about, please post some questions on um, on our Facebook page or on the on the sellmybusinessin10weeks.com. We answer every post that requires an answer and we answer all our emails. So you'll find our contact details on our website. That's correct. And uh, just want to share with the listeners, uh, Trevor, that next week, yeah, we, we've been speaking about the sort of stuff that you need to have in place to uh, systemize your business today. Um, the usual next question that I have from people is, where the hell, how do I start this? Okay. So I think what we should share next time is uh, how to actually start looking at compiling some systems and building some systems okay. in your business. So some kind of roadmap to get you over that inertia and get you down the track of starting That's to create it. some systems. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, I'm looking forward to that, uh, sort of. Uh, 
you might have some work to do too, Trevor. I'm trying to feign some interest in systems, but you know, we all know how important it is, and you can't, you cannot um, pitch your business to another business without systems in place. That's just a reality. Um, but you don't have to physically write the systems, but you do have to be part of the process. That's what I'm learning from today. And you can certainly get some help to do it. Just you know, um, the the, the legwork of it. Yep. But, um, yeah. but you got to be involved you in need the thinking. To, you need to be involved in it. Yep. Okay. Until next week. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Sell My Business in Ten Weeks dot com podcast. And just remember, the advice is only generally nature. But if you are serious about selling your business, you should check out the resources page of our website where we've got videos and templates to create an awesome pitch document for your business, which you will need if you're selling. And don't forget to subscribe on our website for advanced notification and bonus materials.